تفرحك فانظر ماذا ترى قال يا بتفعل ما تؤمر ستجدني إن شاء الله من الصابرين فلما أسلم وتله للجبين ونادينا وإيا إبراهيم قد صدقت الرؤيا إنا كذلك نجزي المحسنين وقد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وددت أني لقيت إخواني قال فقال أصحاب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أوليس إخواننا يا رسول الله فقال أنتم أصحابي ولكن إخواني الذي آمنوا بي ولم يروني وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام أولى الناس بي المتقون من كانوا وحيث كانوا وكما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام Respected ulama, elders, and brothers in Islam. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. We express our thanks and shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the many wonderful, blessed ni'mats and favors that He has given us. He continues to shower us with the food that we eat, the water that we drink, the shelter above our heads, the means of transportation that we utilize, the health that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, the wealth that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. All these are favors and ni'mats from His side for which we need to continue thanking Him. The greatest, the most precious, the most valuable of all these favors, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us iman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us believers in the kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Together with that, a great favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us from amongst the ummah of his beloved Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The last of all ummahs to come onto this earth. When we find respected friends and elders, sometimes when a person comes last, when a person experiences something last, there is, great there is great advantage in this for him. We find, when, a, for example, we get a, a, a child that is born last, the youngest child, then we find he is the one that goes through things or experiences things last from all his siblings. He is the one that most of the time goes to school after all his siblings have already went to school. He is the one that gets married perhaps last. He, he is the one that perhaps experiences different events in his life after all his siblings have gone through those experiences and the advantage on him is that he is able to or his siblings most of the time can will advise him and tell him you know uh, how to go about doing things he will advise they will advise him about the pitfalls that they went through or the difficulties that they the challenges that they faced and that is a great advantage to him because he will not perhaps he will learn from their mistakes he will take lesson from their experiences and it will better him or it will allow him to go to experience what he is supposed to experience in a better manner and it will allow him to avoid the pitfalls and the difficulties that might afflict him. So in this way, respected friends and elders, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has actually made us the last ummah to come on the face of this earth. The last ummah from all the ummahs, Nabi sallallahu being the last prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَكِنْ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ وَخَاتَمَ النَّبِيلِ He was the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he was the seal of all Prophets, the last of Prophets. So even though he, we are the last ummah or the, the last ummah to come or to be born on the face of this earth, actually we will be the first ummah to be entered into Jannah. And that is because of the virtue attached to this, to this ummah and because of beloved Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he will intercede on our behalf. So we find, as I mentioned, being the last ummah, we find that all the previous ummahs that came before us, they went through different types of conditions and they reacted differently to the call of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the da'wah given to them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of his love and out of his kindness and out of his mercy, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has documented and recorded all of this in the Holy Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has recorded the different incidents of the people of the past, whether it is from the time of Adam alayhi salatu was salam, how Adam alayhi salatu was salam was thrown out of Jannah because of his shortfall and because of his mistake. 
And thereafter, of course, his sons that came, Habil and Qabil, the very first murder that was committed. And thereafter, Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam, the flood. And over the millennia, the different prophets and the different ummats that came, how they responded to the dawah of the prophet of their, of their time, of the Nabi of their time, whether it was Salih alayhi salam, whether it was Hud alayhi salam, the Ad and Thamud, whether it was Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, and how they reacted or how they what they did and how what happened to them when Musa was leading them and how they fell into disbelief etc so all these are things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran and the Quran is such a miracle of a book that it applies to us currently always any situation by and large a person faces in the current times we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gave some solution to it in the Quran. Even when it comes to this current fitna that was around for very, very long, but is becoming very publicized now and the society is pushing for it, this fitna of LGBTQ and, and homosexuality, etc. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke, spoke about this, of course, 1400 years ago in the Quran. And also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about the ummah of Lut that came how many perhaps centuries or millennia before that. How they initiated this fitna. No one else did this type of evil action and fitna that you all are doing. You all are, you all are the first ones to initiate it when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was, was speaking regarding them. And we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded Lut alayhi salatu wasalam to leave that place and how the Quran clearly mentions how evil and how what a great evil this, this fitna is. And how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punished them because of, of their disobedience. Lut alayhi salatu wasalam even offered the, the daughters of the ummah to them. As mentioned in the Quran, Qala haulai banati lakum. These are my daughters. You can make nikah with them instead of indulging in that haram. But they completely refused and they were adamant on their, on their, on their fitna and that evil that they were committing. And eventually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed them. So these are some of the incidents that were mentioned in the Quran, which, which, which was revealed upon Rasulullah As I mentioned, us being the last ummah, we need to take lesson from all these, these things that happened to the, to the ummahs in the past. We need to avoid their pitfalls, we need to avoid their mistakes, whatever mistakes they made and how they reacted to the dawah, we need to ensure that we react appropriately. And besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioning all these incidents and how they went wrong, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of course gives us the full solution to success and the full solution to our problems. And that is in obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and following the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we find respected friends, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala together with mentioning the ummats of the past, how they went wrong, He also mentions the great personalities, the great prophets of the past and how obedient they were to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what great personalities they were what level of iman they had Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned all of these personalities also to inspire us so that so that we have role models to follow so that if we follow in their footsteps we will find success and one of the most foremost of one of the greatest personalities of course that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about in the Quran was none other than Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam we know in the last few weeks we have been hearing regarding the story of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam and of course we know currently we now are in the days of Qurbani that the sacrifice of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam throughout his life his entire life was a sacrifice Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam sacrificed everything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
completely submitted to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He sacrificed his relationship with his father according to some Mufassirin. The person that was manufacturing the idols was his father. So he completely, he sacrificed his relationship with his father. He was ready to sacrifice his own life for this deen. What happened to him? They took him and they catapulted him into the fire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the fire cool and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved him. And then we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to leave his family in the barren land at, at that time of Makkah. And without hesitation, without uh, thinking about it, he obeyed the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He left them in the barren land of Makkah. And we know of course the famous incident regarding him upon which this act, this great ibarat of Quran of Qurbani is based and which we commemorate it and upon which we commemorate this uh, this act of Qurbani where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to take the life of his own son. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about it about it in the Quran that when Ismail reached a certain age, of course we know the story very famous. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded Ibrahim wasalam, in the, in the, in a dream to slaughter his own son. And without hesitation, without thinking about it, without applying his logic, his logic to it, both father and son submitted to this command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَمَّا أَسْلَمَا وَتَلَّهُ لِلْجَبِينَ When they both submitted to this command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the son put down himself to be ready to be sacrificed for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the father Ibrahim والسلام, put a knife upon the neck of his son, and he completely followed and submitted to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and started to slaughter his own son. And of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of course saved Ismail والسلام, and in place of him a ram was put so Ibrahim والسلام, could slaughter that. But of course the lesson is a, is a, is a lifelong lesson or it's a long lasting lesson. The greatness of his sacrifice, of his qurbani, of his submission that is the lesson we are supposed to learn from Qurbani. So all these are things as well, respected friends and elders that have been mentioned in the Quran. And it's up to us as Muslims, as I mentioned, being the last ummah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has documented all of this for us in the Quran. Now it is for us to take the initiative and realize and take, take that message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and benefit from it, take that guide and that manual that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, take lessons from all those incidents and whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us within the Quran, we need to follow that. Whatever He has prohibited us from, we need to abstain from those things. And as I mentioned, the spirit of Qurbani is that complete submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person submits completely to, to every single command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As far as the awamir, as far as the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is concerned, a person completely tries to fulfill all those commands. As far as the nawahi is con are concerned, the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a person makes an effort and he tries to abstain from all those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited him from. That is complete submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every aspect of his life. And respected friends and elders, if we have to look at what is the definition of obeying all the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what does it mean when a person says he obeys all the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he abstains from all the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we find the ulama have given that specific, that exact definition to be taqwa. The ulama have mentioned what is the definition of taqwa. Imtithalu awamirillah wajtinabun nawahi. Obeying every command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and abstaining from all the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every aspect of his life, whether it is as far as his ibadat is concerned, whether it is as far as his family life is concerned, whether it is as far as how he is transacting is concerned, 
whether it is as far as, as how he is dealing with his employees are concerned, how he is dealing with his wife, his children. In every aspect of his life, a person has to think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching him. How should I behave? How should I carry myself? What will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want me to do in this situation? So respect also we find that in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in many many or in the, in the very important aspects of our deen Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions it together with taqwa. When we spoke about fasting in Ramadan, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu kutiba alaykum as-siyamu kama kutiba alalladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqun. O you who believe fasting has been prescribed for you just as it was prescribed upon those before you la'allakum tattaqun so that you may develop taqwa. This is actually the objective and the maqsad. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about hajj, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? وَتَزَوَّدُوا فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ زَادِ التَّقْوَى When you're going on this journey of hajj, you should prepare for the journey, take your path course. And what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ زَادِ التَّقْوَى But the greatest provision you can take for the journey is taqwa. When you're going on the journey of hajj, you take the provision of taqwa. You know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching you all the time. That is why the great virtue has been given for that person who performs an accepted hajj. مَنْ حَجَّ لِلَّهِ فَلَمْ يَرْفُثْ وَلَمْ يَفْسُقْ رَجَعَكَ يَوْمٍ وَلَدَتُ أُمُّهُ The person that goes and performs a hajj, he doesn't commit any sin upon in that hajj. He doesn't say anything wrong. He doesn't speak anything wrong to the best of his ability. رَجَعَكَ يَوْمٍ وَلَدَتُ أُمُّهُ The person goes and he comes back like the same day his mother gave birth to him. Completely free of sin. That is why the ulama have given the definition of hajj mabrur. You know, we normally make dua for a person, a person must get hajj mabrur. So, ulama mentioned, al-hajj al-mabrur, al-ladhi la yartakibu sahibuhu fihi ma'asiyah. The person went on the journey of hajj and he, to the best of his ability, he didn't even commit one sin or gunah. He didn't even commit one sin and gunah on the journey, which means he was always aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He knew Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching him. That is the definition of hajj mabrur. So respected friends, and as I mentioned, when it came to fasting, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about taqwa. When it came to the journey of hajj, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about taqwa. Also, as far as the qurbani is concerned, this act of udhiyah, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? When a person slaughters their animal, we know the great virtue of qurbani, as have been mentioned, the sahaba asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what is this udhiyah? Nabi Sassam mentioned Sunnah of Abikum Ibrahim alayhi salam. It is the Sunnah of your forefather Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam to sacrifice everything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for Malana fiha ya Rasulullah, what reward or what do we get? Allah, Nabi Sassam mentioned for every, every single hair on that animal will get reward. For Sufu ya Rasulullah, what about an animal will wool? Nabi Sassam mentioned for every single strand or every single fiber of wool you will get reward when you slaughter that animal. So respected friends and elders, this is the virtue of Qurbani. So even as far as this Qurbani is concerned, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, When you're slaughtering that animal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't need the meat from you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't need the blood from you. The meat, the blood don't reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the spirit of Qurbani will reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The taqwa, that consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that will reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you upon that. And as I mentioned, that is a spirit that is emphasized, that has been emphasized upon us in these, in these last few days. So just to remind us, inshallah, about that aspect, as I mentioned in the beginning, this Qur'an that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us is such a great ni'mat upon us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has documented in it all the history of all the nations of the past in order for us to take lesson from it. In order, of us to, in order for us to take lesson from it, to avoid their pitfalls, to avoid the mistakes that they made 